0: What's the, what's the plus and why start five minutes early? To me, a shmuzanar yeshiva is a special opportunity to share something first and foremost with the yeshiva, but further to the Dachin world and hopefully beyond. I've been following an extremely important discussion in the popular weekly Mishpacha magazine. And as important as the discussion is, it's something which is not spoken about nearly enough does a little bit tangentially relate to Rabbi Shoshalanta, but that will leave for another time. So I want to share something that was sent recently from another co- another caring mora, responding to an earlier caring mora. So this is caring mora number two. And the article is called, What Happened to Hard Work? So she says here that the administration of her school, she obviously wrote Bilaam shame she anonymously, Continuously asks his teachers to lower the standard in order to reach as many students as possible. Keep everybody happy, reduce complaints from mother, reach the weak student. She writes that she thinks this attitude partially comes from pressure of inexperienced parents. And she continues, As a teacher for almost three decades, I met a, quite a large number of parents whose value system does not include the painstaking staking, often difficult task of priming their children with the attitudes and beliefs that will make real learning possible. They have a different set of priorities. Following then Holland's directive, the mora then, then simplifies for everyone and seems like the issue is solved. Everybody will be happy. Except that it isn't. In their crucial formative years, the average, the strong children of the class are sailing along, learning very little skill. There is no high standard to reach and no need to exert oneself. The slow building of strength and resilience that usually comes in elementary school through years of tackling hard work and ensuing wonderful feeling of accomplishment that children so desperately need for their developing, developing self-esteem is absent. School is a place for real work, skill building, and education. It is in school that the thinking mind is developed. I'm obviously skipping a lot of good stuff. You can see this online, the full thing. Some parents and administrators have proclaimed their young children to be children of nowadays who can't do much. Children are anxious, they say. I would like to posit that it's the parents who are anxious because they cannot handle watching their children struggle. In any event, when children are not trained properly at a young elementary school age, they'll be anxious later on when life's responsibilities pile up. Some parents have to admit to themselves they're either too busy or otherwise occupied to bother with all the schoolwork entails. And she writes about her own experience. At the beginning of the school year, many students are frustrated, as are their parents. I reassure them that as the weeks go by, they will find themselves accomplishing and reaching their goals with a smile on their face. When possible, I will continue asking extra-hard, extra-credit questions for stronger students, staying through lunch or recess, Don't. this is not for the Rebain, just, you know, just That was a joke. Okay. To hear out the questioning intellectual student and offering modified tests to the weaker student. I'm trying to reach these students, reach those students. I will do my best to make sure my students shine and have fun during extracurricular activities with caring and understanding all my students' The brightest and less bright will hopefully feel comfortable in my classroom as we keep the standard on the level where it rightfully belongs. Tremendous. Now we talk about heroes. This woman's a hero. Before going further, one of the reasons I shared this is I think it really reflects the overall educational philosophy of Darkinom. We aren't dumbing down the chinach here. And yes, we will challenge you. And yes, not every question is a good question. <laughs> And yes, if you come late to my dear colleague of Kalinzi's class, you will be locked out. And yes, it is because we believe in you. And ultimately, it is a tremendous statement by all of you, our dear Talmudim, that you know what is right and want real Torah and real Chinuch. I don't remember what started the discussion that this Mara is referring to, but in led us to the editor over the week's I've seen many letters of parents of gifted children have said that the school system is not taking their kids into account, as was all re- reflected all over this Morris letter. To the point that one writer said, I just had to homeschool my kids. What is going on? First, I'm just flagging this tremendous issue, at least in the U.S. and up at the same in Israel which will faithfully will will face many of you and hopefully being forearmed we can help make a change. But I also want to share my theory about where this comes from. This is a theory. On the one hand we live in a wonderful time. I speak in the overall democratic Western society level, not from a parochial Jewish perspective. Women are treated in many ways Infinitely better than they ever were. Democracy has given a deserved voice to the minorities. Developmentally disabled people are seen and taken care of in ways that totally didn't exist hundred years ago. Religious freedom is something that we as Jews have benefited from. But, on the other hand, as Churchill, the greatest fighter of democracy in the 20th century, and perhaps centuries before and after, said... Democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the others. And in this context, we will take it to mean that part of thinking has forgotten and ignored other parts of society, like the gifted child. According to this, Mora and many others, we are ruining our classrooms, which doesn't take care of a very important part of the population. It might be more democratic, but is it right? And my theory is that Western democratic thinking has penetrated the From World's thinking. And not just in taking care of brighter students, but in all other things that Demora underscored. Hard work, meritocracy, skill building, education. And this is a tremendous lesson for us. We have to appreciate the opportunities that the world, modern world affords us, and they're so numerous. Put together with that, we always have to be very, very wary of leaving the Torah's path. And who's really making decisions, and who's really affecting the, the, the mindset, and who's really calling the shots. Now, is this a Torah way to just to forget the smarter kids, to get rid of hard work so everybody's happy? So there are a lot of sources and we don't have time for full conversation, but I want to share one which is a little bit relevant to current events also. Rishua ben Hanani went to Rome after some <speaking in Hebrew> There's a Tinoch in the base The Jewish child in jail. <speaking> in <Hebrew> a beautiful child. Nice payas. What happened? The Jewish people was destroyed by others. How did this happen? It's because we sinned to God. Omar, responded, Yeshua ben Hananiah. This kid is the future. He will be a great posik. Havodah, that's a language of a swear. We will redeem him with any amount of money that will be. Amru. And that so it was. Whatever the Roman people called, that was the price they got. And this young child left that rancid cell and became Rabbi Shmo ben Elisha. But there's a problem. There's a gemara nunches. The Mishnah ben Dalet says you only redeem captives until Dimehem. The amount of money that what would be called their market worth. For Tikkun Olam. Setosis in his second answer says, how do we make an exception for this child? Because he was Mufloi B'chachma. Because he was wondrous in his wisdom. If Shubin Hanani saw something in him that was special. It's an undeniable fact that the great Alta Slobodka, the greatest Mechanic, the greatest educator of modern times, gave an enormous amount of time to the gifted. Why? I know why, because he wanted to say Slobodka had really smart guys. Also, the Alta Slobodka was a malch, he was an angel. He saw the wonder of iron color could change the whole America. Wonder of Yaakov Kamenetsky would be an oracle, the orn of the tomb for generations. Wonder of Haaretz Sarna could pick up heaven from the destruction of Tarpat and rebuild it into a flagship yeshiva of Eretz Yisrael. Gifts aren't just IQ. The altar, I heard from Varun Lopiansky, spent a lot of time with Bali Khain. Perhaps translates those of a charming character who had the ability to influence others. And we could add tremendous perseverance, his unusual skill, or Hasmada. So of course, we have to include every Jewish child. But if this is where we're going now, that we're forgetting about them, for heaven's sakes. So that was our five minute plus. Which brings us to our main topic, and uh, Rabbi Salanter happens to have proofs about this topic, which I won't share right now, but I've seen this idea in his writings. We had a special Yartzei this past Shabbos, Sunday, Rabbi Salanter, the great ghon and founder of the Muslim movement, who lived from 1809 to 1883. You might say there are plenty of Sadiqim. Every week we could focus on one. It wouldn't be a bad idea. What's so special about Rabbi Solanter? I believe he's different. In a word, he's a father of all of the Lithuanian yeshivas today, and through that a semi-father to all institutions of higher Jewish learning. I've explained this in the past. For time, I'm going to just touch on it briefly today. Let's focus on the word yeshiva. We are not at University of Talmud. As my dear friend and colleague Rabbi Silver likes to say, this is a place where we grow as B'nai Torah. And we know that knowing how to tackle a text correctly is a very important piece of that. But it's only a piece. Maybe that idea is self-evident today. But it wasn't always so. The scholar of the so-called Enlightenment had made great inroads into so much of the Jewish world and so many yeshivos, truth be told, and there were issues which were taken over with that ruach. Gemara is fun and stimulating. Why not smoke a cigarette as you learn it shows on Shabbos? If it helps your thinking. The people, the big smokers, said it helps the way they think. Yer Shemayim, this. Dveikus, connection to Rebeim, old-time religion. Dad, that, that's archaic topics, the stuff, the opium of the masses type stuff. Not for us. The musar oriented yeshivas... Places founded and run by Yisrael students and students, students places like Kelm, Mir, Kletsk, Lakewood, Neh Yisrael, Chaim Berlin, Hebron, Panovich, Gronda the Chavitz Chaim chain of yeshiva, the Slovakia yeshiva, Radin, the and in its chain, stood, strong, stood strongly against that foul ruach. And through having a mussar Seder, and Shmuzim, a very smart mashkichim, and the like, guarded the true image of what a yeshiva was. And without them, the true image of what a yeshiva is, very well would have been lost from the Jewish people. And we would have been a university where they studied Talmud. So Bishra was the true father of all that, as Gdome pointed out. And through that, his Ashva spread through the whole Jewish world, as the Lithuanian yeshivas were definitely the standard bearer of, of learning for everyone else. So he was a semi-father to those institutions also. And although the Muslim movement itself, as a movement, didn't lo- live up to Rishroel's grand plans and hopes, it still very much has an impact in yeshivas and outside, in the whole Jewish world. As we said before, almost every yeshiva has Musar Shmuzim, Musar Seder. That, was a, that wasn't something novel. People around the world, on this farm, the Svarim, the Rishroel pushed, like Masili Sharm, Shari Chuva, Orcha Sadikim. And the books of his students, Mr. Melio, Ali Shore, Everyone wants to hear a good warm schmooze from time to time. And everybody looks for lessons when they learn Chumash, Not just a dry technical shot. That was all from him. So he was a historic figure. Not just another guttle, if we could say such. And he was somebody that I personally, are yeshiva, I didn't have time this time to talk about it, but we could make all the, so many of the Raymond and our yeshiva track back to Israel. All the yeshivas and really the whole Jewish world needs to have a deep and lasting, profound Akar Satov to so That's why I speak about him yearly. Amen. So let's touch now on his, the week of his yard site. a few central aspects of his teaching. Maybe we'll be able to put into practice some of his ways. I want to share an example that I recently found and have shared. Of the type of Torah that Bali Musar came up with, who plumbed the depths of Torah and the inner workings of man in a way which wasn't really revealed in other Bhati Midrashiv. Some questions. Meshalim have fallen out of style. Why? I'll give you a mushal. <laughs> it used to be people use a lot of mushalim. A lot of parables for things. Okay, there are no kings, maybe that. You didn't say presidents, not What is a mushal? So I would have said six weeks ago the idea of a mashal is is something which is very, very deep and not understood and use a parable and now it can be understood. That's how everybody basically defined it, more or less. Is that all the mashal is? Or mashal, just for the weak-minded? We like to see ourselves as kind of like deep individuals striving for understanding and we often think that understanding alone will fix us is that a complete picture friends I just want to share something from the altar of Kelm Yosef says to his brothers Yaakov dies and the Parshas Vayichi end of Bereshas Yaakov is no longer with us the brothers are nervous now ya- Yosef's is going to take it out on us until now he had respect for our father and they were scared and they were, they were subservient in front of him they fell to his feet and he says don't worry Atachas elokimani? Am I under God? Atem chashavtem l'ra, elokim chashav You thought bad, but Hashem thought good. And look what great things have come out from this. And I never noticed the pasuk before. The idea of atachat elokimani is expressing a deep idea. I'm not under God. Kadosh God took everything and made it good. That's a deep idea. But what's this? You thought bad. Atem chashavtem l'tov. Elokim chashav Excuse me. you thought bad? Kodesh thought it to good. Why did you need that extra phrase, you thought it was bad? In Hebrew we would say like this, was Yosef saying, Nah, nah, nah kush, kush Is that what he meant to say? Oh, you thought it would be bad, but Hashem made it good. Or in America we would say, Nah, na 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 na. Is that, as you saying, you thought it would be bad, and I thought Hashem made it good. So, so listen to the author of Kelm. And listen to the quality of this Torah, and listen to the n- novelty of this Torah in the Kedushim. Tzarech Hadam l'achshod et atzmo. A person has to... l'achshod et atzmo. Has to... l'achshod? How many? Hmm? Make it hard. Hmm? Make it hard. No? no. Chshad. Question himself. Question. doubt himself. Doubt himself. Begam tzarech ha'midot. You have to fix your midot. B'dvorem p'chusim, ketinot. You have to fix yourself like a little child. The and now with deep thoughts. Why? The Ra is in a, in a immature way. Every Ra is foolish. It's childish. So if you only speak to yourself in high flute language. You're not speaking to the part of you where the problem is. Our Seichel understands right away. Lima Torah, silly entertainment. Hmm, that's a good Shiloh. Yeah? Olam Hazeh, which is going to be over like that. Or Olam Abba. Holding on to kindness against people. Or letting go and being happy. And being forgiving and being like God. It's not a Shiloh. The Seichel understands all these things immediately. So why are they so hard to us? Because we have another part of ourselves called a child. In two words, we are oil-spoiled brats. There is a baby inside of all of us that wants to hold on to Tainas, that likes this world, that loves entertainment, that loves studio, that loves silly things, and that's part of us. So if you don't speak to that part, you're never going to get to where you want to be in life because you're only dealing with the higher self, not the lower self. And he says, "That's what Yosef was doing." So listen to this: Kapdonis, as Rabbi Sol taught, holding on to tinez, holding on to angst against people, being angry at them. This one did this to me. This one did that to me. And ah, remembering, I used to call it Florida Syndrome. You know, I said, "Oh, they well, He didn't visit me then. And he didn't visit me now. And one, and then that one, and this one. No. It's a very, very bad meter. Rebbe says, "Like a you got to get ugh, terrible." says he checked all but i and I don't find anything good about kapdana's. That means the person you're thinking about, it's worthwhile for. No, no, no. It's also not good. He thought about all the situations. B'shal, Chazartia, call it I thought about all the studim. Nothing good. It's not. No good comes out of it. What are you holding on to, tainas? What are you holding? What are you victimizing yourself for? You have to talk to someone. Talk to them for sure. But holding on. Talking to myself, oh, this one, that one, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, he didn't give me cover. Yeah. Worthless. a <laughs> but it's very there. Yosef. showed it that's more. Yosef was worried he would hold on to things. code. And you have to talk to yourself like a baby. And that's what Yosef was doing. He was saying na 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 na. But not to them, to himself. He was showing himself. Of course, his higher seichel understood. Der Boner Shom runs the world. High-flutin ideas. But how do I get my lower self to penetrate into that idea? Look, it's like a game. They thought bad and it came out good. That spoke to his lower self. You get it? An unbelievable yulee. let them do other things like that to me and it will all come out good whatever happens the Hashem will change it for good he was speaking to himself and then he could look and say oh I have the higher level ideas the Bonsham runs the world and I know and I'm dealing with my lower self and understanding that it's not worth a pay then look everything can come out good so we both say, back to mashalim. this gave me a totally different insight into what a mashal is. A mashal is not just so we understand it better in our Seichel. A mashal is so we understand it down below. And usage of things like mashalim or other things, things we absolutely need to talk to our lower self. And we will be so far away from shameless if we don't. The Chavetz Chaim had on the Pasuk. If you search for wisdom like money, you will gain Yeret Shemayim 80 Mishon! 80 different ways of understanding that. What does it mean to search for wisdom like money? People who search for money, they get 4 in the morning. They're hungry. They keep going. This one, this CEO, that's that, that company. He had 80 different pictures in his head. But the Chavetz Chaim said, I wasn't like Rabbi resource Salam to about 250 so Salanta had 250 M'shalom in that Pasik to bring home the message to himself and others. Sir so Bosa, I wanted to give that example just because I'm very, very fond of it, but also because it shows the type of thinking, the superior thinking, by looking for that in the Chumash. And, and that was all Ruby through his great Talmud, the Altar Calum. It's Parshish Mishpatim. And it said, it was by Ba'ashkacha that Ruh died on this week because so much of what he taught was a super-emphasis on benam Amul referred to a little bit. And Parshim Mishpatim is all about man-to-man halachos. I want to share some of his chidushim, his ways of thinking. He was asked what kavanah should you have when you put on a talis, otiv or kasem, what, what kavanah? You know what kavanah should have? Don't smack the guy with your tzitzis. <laughs> if you ever had that red line on your forehead, you know what I'm talking about. Hmm? I noticed a new minute recently. People like there's the back-forward chuckling, yeah, and then you have the side, the swing. Now the swing, if it's at night, our men call it kavod. But if it's the morning and you do the swing, what happens? Your talus keeps running into the guy sitting next to you. And in that rhythmic, tortuous movement... Everybody knows what Chinese water torture yeah. is, Right? Rabbi Sro was asked, what's the main Chumra one should be mocked about and careful about when making matzahs? He says, you know the main Chumra? Don't work the almanes too hard. There used to be widows used to do with the ones who worked in matzah factories. Don't work them too hard. He himself would use less water for his own natil if it meant the maid had to schlep it. Back then there wasn't water in the houses. When the second day of Rosh Hashanah comes out on Friday, with Shabbos looming ahead, there is an inion a minute, to uh, say less putim, less of the added liturgies that we add and enhance the davening. And Rishul very much held to that minute to the point that he wouldn't say in the Son of how awesome is the day, the, the greatest piyut that we say, probably the whole year. And he would cut that out. But there's certain piyutim that he would never cut out. The ones that were said during Mafia Shofres and Zichronis. Why? Because the shots needs a break. The person davening needs a little breather. His Talmud's Talmud, who was also Mushba from Yisrael very much, well, she was, was affected by Yisrael. Dalton Slobotka one time saw someone embarrassing his wife Friday night. He says, you know, you cover the challahs in order that the bread, Chas V'sholev, shouldn't be embarrassed when we make Kiddush on the wine. And you go and embarrass your wife. Dalton said another insight from Yonah St. David, he said, you know, you see, if, you ever, if you ever had to take care of a cadaver, a dead body, People are so careful, you know, has to show them the hand shouldn't slip off the table, you know, so the finger moves, and you, you move it really slow as if it makes a difference. Then you get to a live person, you push him around like he's a drag dog, right? <laughs> but it wasn't just that Rebisor was taught careful, and he taught others to be careful about Benam Lecha He used that tremendous mind of his, he said, I have the head of a thousand people, to come up with these chidushim, and it wasn't just Chidush, it was, in a, it was a way of thinking, it was an approach. A constant awareness, a passion. And we use, we need to learn that, to use our heads not just for Gemara, not just for Chumras and Shavas and Dikdukim and Kashras, which of course we should also use our head, but for Bena Machaberu. To find new situations in which we can be careful. How else can I be careful about other people's feelings? And how to, how else can I make people feel happy and good? In this way and that way, and find our Chumras in those areas. A shochet once came through Yisrael and said, I can't handle the responsibility of being a shochet anymore. It's too much for me. So Yisrael said, what are you going to do for Parnassah? So he said, I'll become a, a Malamed. So the different versions of this. I want to share one. He said, I'll be, a, I'll be a teacher. He says, you're not so much on yourself in Shechita where there's Shokhan Aruch and there's Tor and there's so many mafarshim." But the, the, a great avoda of being a and of being a teacher, which has no open shulchan arach, you're so sure you're going to do it right? Shemo esvarim? You don't even know it's minhagim? I want to share and finish this little section with a few examples of his own awesome bit Amat a uh, poor person came to him one time and said he doesn't have any parnassa <coughs> he has nothing to do besides going and making drushes uh, there's a way people used to make parnassa people do it today also they have to be really you know everybody knows who everybody knows who everybody is Back then you went to a town you said a a you put out the hat and told people will to give you money so what would you do I give him maybe an said uh, Give me give him a buck sir Bissarol said but the guy said i don't know how to speak sir Bissarol sat with him for hours a stranger and he reviewed with him a few drushes, two, three drushes. They should know how to know how to speak and have something to say. There was a thing called the Hektish back then. Hektish meant not like Hektish, uh it was a place which was set aside for the poor people to sleep in. Like a Gemach kind of place. And in Kovna, where Bisra was, it was very in bad shape, and Rubisra was doing everything he could to try to get them to fix it up. And he said there was a secondas nefashis mamish, it was a totally dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And he was screaming about it, and nothing was working. So what did Rabbi Saul do? What would you do? Rabbi Saul took himself one night, and he went and slept in the Hectish. and he put himself in that situation of danger, and then when it became known the next day, you can imagine the whole town worked it and they fixed it up. When he used to walk in town and see the shutters weren't fixed in someone's house, he would fix the shutters go buy a stranger's house, fix his shutters. He says that when he was young in Salant, he used to sit in a house and learn, and someone, his uh, wife's family would send him, uh, his brother-in-law would send to bring him food. He was a young boy, and he would bring him cake and coffee. So Bishraul turned to the child, and he said, you know, there are poor people in the base madrash that they can't digest so well. Give them the, give them the cake. And I'll just slip me some regular slip me some regular bread. And he knew that the family wouldn't agree to that when they found out the, the deal. So he says, listen, but don't tell anybody. Yeah? Don't tell anybody. It's between you and me. It goes on and on. But you know, one more thing. It says before he was Nifter, the person who was uh, with him, I think he was in Kenningsburg then, some northern German town which heard, I a mammal. He was a mammal his family weren't around and it was with somebody to know that well was watching him. And Rubisso started to give him a whole drusha about the fact that people are scared of dead people. It's not a scary thing. It's not something to be nervous about. A few hours after that he was he passed away. It means in those last moments when a person a we can only imagine he's thinking about the next world, Rubisso wasn't thinking about himself. He's thinking about what's gonna be. I'm gonna die and this guy's gonna be nervous and I want to make sure you shouldn't feel nervous. I want to quickly share one final aspect to his legacy. I'll introduce it with a story. The great Ksab the son of the was the greatest rebel of Hungary. Pressburg was vacationing a certain place, and as would happen, he gave a shear. And there's a simply dressed Lithuanian yid who starts asking questions on the shear, and he basically blew away the shear. That's not a seer to Ben Lohver, by the way, right? And he, he, gave, <laughs> he blew away the shear. And the Sofer is beside himself. Here I am, the greatest <coughs> rub in Hungary, and the Pushin Lithuanian Yid is blowing away. He said, "No, no, don't wait. That was a Rishol Salanter." So, oh, okay. Then he was okay. So it was a going Olam? So I we didn't even get to that. And the truth is, Rebisol's original plan was, in fact, to be a nister. He wanted to be totally hidden. And he said there are three things a person needs to be hidden. He says you have to be able to daven fast. No one should think you daven too much Kavana, But you have to be able to daven fast and hold on to all of your kavanas. He says you have to know shas Paul word for word. And one other thing, I forgot. And he said he was through Shas halfway, Bao but then he decided it's the wrong thing. He says, in our generation, you have to reveal yourself, so he revealed himself. Now, although his dream to be totally not known wasn't as fulfilled as he would have liked, the idea, which I just want to emphasize for one more minute, of being private, being humble, walking gently, penetrated into him and his Talmud, and not like the song goes, fame, I want to live forever. People should see me and cry. Give me that one. The Altar Slobodka ran Slobodka for 50 years. There is not one document with his name on it. Not one official document from Slobodka that has the Altar's name on it. Rabbi Yakov Kamenetsky was asked, why didn't his Rebbe the Altar Slobodka write a safer? Write a saver, he says, the Altar would have been happy living and dying. It's just he had to, Klai's so needed him, so he taught and built everything we have today. Once the Altar of Slobodka's apartment was adjacent to the base medrash, and Talmidim used to come in after a Mishmar and get some milk and some cake from his wife, and the Alta was sleeping. And the Alta's wife turned to the Talmidim and says, don't think he wasn't, he was learning, you were learning, he was learning him But as soon as he heard you, as soon as he heard you coming, he jumped into bed. You don't want to think that he was learning. Rabbeinish Finkel, bringing more to our times, the famed Rashiva of the Mir, two, two Roshivas ago, was once learning in his kitchen, and his guests woke up, and he quickly hid the Gemara and started peeling an apple. That's a shalom, he shouldn't think that I'm learning too much at night. So these are Madragas or Bosai. But the point I want to bring out is, these people, let's bring it to ourselves, lived with an inner world. There's an old title. I go and I'm a foursome. The, the, the public, the, how do you translate Foursome, the public, the very well-known going. So Ron Leap Steinman said, that's a Shabbat? That's, you, want to, you want to be very more foursome? It's bad to be. It's bad to be recognized. And this concept is being challenged today like never before. There's so many things outside that we know are still not Jewish, we know to be far away from it. But these, like I said before, the other attitudes which are far more difficult to, to, to hop, their are bad. What's wrong with taking snapshots of my food? Don't say anything about it, Shulchan Arach. Why not everything advertise everything about myself? And make sure I have more and more friends and followers, friends and followers, likes, friends, followers, followers. There are khalas today who ask seamstresses to sew in a special pocket to their wedding dresses so they'll put in and have their phones as they get married. I read about a khala from our world who took a picture of herself and her chassan in the cheder yichud and sent it immediately out to her friends. Can you imagine? Are we insane? Have we lost all decency? And her boss said, living for the crowds is not a happy world. It's a counterfeit for <coughs> happiness. A very good one. The proof is the whole world's running after it. But we know it reads up. Read the stories 10, 15, 20 years later, the rich and famous, when they become broken, divorced and in rehabs. The inner world is a happy world. Developing your ideas and your ideals and living with sneeze. Within your means, not in the Joneses, not in the Schwartzmans. Being happy with your family and the way your wife looks and the way your husband presents itself. Accepting your children for who they are. And not worrying about what the neighbor thinks. This is another sterling truth of Risro and his students taught us. Have a private world and walk humbly with Hashem. So we both said we've only scratched the first surface of Avini Yisro, but at least we've made a beginning. But with Hashem, we can take this week of Parshish Mishpatim to get to know ourselves better, be more honest, be more inner, and realize there's a whole world of Benam Lechaveru, which we need to develop and focus on. And we... Should all these zocha to be giants, It's tell me them of this giants of giants, Yezich Baruch.